If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Without a healthy mind, being happy is hard. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kind of funny and see if online therapy is for you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of video games. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? Not much. I will. I won't lie to you, Blessing. Mm-hmm. I feel a little naked out here. All right. I oh, feel. No. I'm, a, I'm perplexed. Close. I'm scared. Well, no, not literally naked, sir. Oh. The, I went in to do the junior like I normally do, and what I do is I hit the mic guard, but my mic guard is completely gone. I am unprotected out here. The I baby don't know ticket? where it's gone. No, the baby's not here yet. Jen might have taken it. Oh damn! Like you're gonna say no? There's only two human beings in the room. One of them didn't take the thing, and so you're gonna say you didn't take it. I thought maybe the baby was born in the time that I was gone. Is no, Jen usually sorry. always just right there? Uh, it depends on the day in the show, but we yeah we 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 have a joint office down here. We have a little printer over there. Jen wants a water oh. cooler down here. I just don't think it's needed. Do it. You know? Oh, pr- put Do fruit it. punch in it. Fruit what you punch. got? What you got against dehydration? Or no? What you got against hydration, Greg? What you got against? I'll let you know. Blessing Addy Oye Jr. All right, we can't all be like you, young and full of metabolism. All right, the exercise I get is climbing the stairs to get a glass of water. All right, <laughs> I have this That's metabolism because I always, I always have water next to me. You know, water is essential for being healthy. It's essential for having energy. You got a small bottle of water. You need a water large bottle life. of water. I, oh, Danny got, has the same water bottle as me. Say what? Cheers. Let's go. Okay, yeah. Butterfinger families. Butterfinger. Better with Butterfinger. First off, how many ounces do you think you guys can carry? In there? I can keep 32 ounces in this REI bottle. Oh, that, well, that, that ain't pushing 32 32's ounces, isn't that? 30, 32 ounces, that's not much. That uh, What I Blessing and Danny are holding looks like something you load into a rocket launcher of some sort. Like it looked, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a like, canister that you got to like load a weapon. It and you're like dangerous. Halo rocket launcher. You like, yeah. The thing about this, it keeps. Keeps the water cool. Very, very cool. It oh, does. It does. That's actually right, why I like this all one. Right, all right. Yeah. Uh, of course, that's Danny Pena, founder of Gamertag Radio. Hello, Danny. How are you? Hello. What's up, crew? I've been on in a while, man, but ready to talk about games with y'all, man. We're wow. ready to have you back. I'm glad we're starting with the water bottles because I, what I appreciate about the Butterfinger water bottle that came in the influencer pack we all got is that it could also be a weapon. You could also, if somebody breaks yes. into the room right now, Blessing yeah. can use that to fight anybody off. If Michael Hyam comes in there, Smacked he- out of his mind on PCP. That's going to stop it. <laughs> it's a hefty water bottle, and it's misleading, too, because I'm making fun of you for how small your 32-ounce water bottle is. But I would say there is an unexpected uh, small amount of space within this water bottle. Like, most most of this sure. circumference is just, I think, thickness to hold the cool in. But the actual, performance. Yeah, it's all about performance. The, uh, the actual amount of water that can fit in this water bottle, less than you can expect. Less than you would expect. I'll bark no bite that bottle. See, I expected mm-hmm. the exact amount of. I know for a fact that this is way more water than that that bottle. You got maybe sixteen ounces in there. You might be right. Maybe. I think. I think you're Probably. right because I drink this super fast. <laughs> <laughs> you one sip and it's just done. Yeah. Think I'm done. Round two. Speaking of round, rounding out our quartet, he's the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globe trotting, headshot, nitro rifle from Twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. 
back from the dead. Well, still not officially back, but I just I you know I was like I can't miss a talk of Halo. I can't yes. miss the first show back post Halo. I need to talk about this somewhere. So, um, and that's the thing. Yeah. Now, Andy, of course, there's plenty of people who only listen to the Gamescast. They're not aware of the other stuff, right? They're not watching the streams. They're not going. You are not in California anymore. You are back in the RGV. You are breaking many a law because, of course, as you know, in the RGV, they don't play no games. But you we do. Don't... I can clearly see controllers and a switch right next to you. I mean, this is all paraphernalia. Yeah. It, the, look, if the FBI decided to bust in, like, I have no right to, like, deny any of this. But, yeah, I'm excited to be back. I'm at home right now. I'm at my parents' house um i just surprised my dad my uh my brother and i my mom surprised him with a new lg oled tv very excited about that i got my mom a new phone so everybody's uh everybody's happy right here at the uh, the cortez household how are are you happy how long has it been this is your first time back obviously since the pandemic but like how far back before that are we stretching uh what 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 do you mean i mean like the last time i had been back was december 2019 yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was, a wild, it was a while. It's a good yeah. while, Greg. Yeah. A lot of businesses shut down here. Very, very sad stuff. It's raining. A lot of rain happening right now. COVID probably going to be going buck wild pretty soon. So we'll see what happens. Um, but so far, so good. Masking up a lot. Making sure I'm telling people I'm vaccinated. Everybody get vaccinated. Lot, oh, my gosh. Eating a lot of like just really unhealthy food. Playing a lot of basketball. It's, it's good stuff down here in the RGB. Well, I appreciate that you're having a great vacation. I appreciate that you could come here and hang out with us on the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, each and every week we come together to nerd out about all the things we love and sometimes don't love about video games here on the Kind of Funny Games cast. If you want to be part of it, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you could be watching us record the show live right now, just like uh, Joshy G, Anthony Corbett, and Mike L.R. Remember, if you're watching live, you're having a great time. You're supporting us on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, which means you you have the benefit of going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and writing in to be part of the show. Of course, on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you get each and every episode of the kind of funny games cast ad free and you get it with the post show we do exclusively over there. Of course, you can get all of those benefits for kind of funny games daily. PS. I love you. The X cast, you name it. It's all on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. But if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You, of course, can watch us or I guess watch on demand the show we put up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games each and every week. Of course, there are ads. Of course, there's no post show, but it's still fun. You can subscribe to the podcast feed of your choice and get it there no matter where you decide to support the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you. Housekeeping for you, there's a brand new episode of PS I Love You XOXO up right now. It's Blessing, it's me, and it's us talking about the PS5 and its continued dominance no matter how many hurdles that it gets thrown in its way that it keeps rolling over and nobody cares. Uh, on top of that, on Patreon.com slash Games, we have a brand new platinum tier item because it's a brand new month. It, of course, is the Nick and Porty uh, fan art here that I think is incredible. That of course is riffing on Rick and Morty. Fantastic stuff. You can get it by supporting us at the platinum tier, which would also get you all the benefits of kind of funny primes, Patreon too, but I've already said Patreon too many times, except for this. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Julian, the gluten-free gamer, James Hastings, Casey, Andrew, Elliot, and Brian Ward. Today we're brought to you by purple and Fitbod, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Danny, if somebody doesn't know you, we've said gamer tag radio, I haven't dropped the fact that you're in the podcast Hall of Fame just yet, but I just did. How do you describe yourself? Like, what what do you do? Where what, what do you do in the video game podcasty space? Yeah, I'm just a I'm more of an audio content creator than video. I started doing video now uh, for the past couple of years, but uh, yeah, the first time I 
I uh, created an audio show was for PSO, Tiny Star Land, during the Dreamcast <laughs> days. Yeah, yeah. So ever since then, I've just been uh, creating content on a podcast, and yeah, it's been it's been a good trip so far, man. So except you have to yeah. hang out with Paris, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, shout out to Paris. He, he's been doing pretty good now the, the past uh, year or so. You know, he's doing good. Yes, really, really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. You know what? I, I want to one one day. Uh, I definitely want to have a. I want to go back to SCAS, talk about um, you know Halo and all these all these games are coming out later this year. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, you're welcome back fun. anytime. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Paris problem. is always uh, is always Mike. This always invite me, man. Paris, invite me. He wants to keep you out. Paris is trying <laughs> to keep you out. You know what I mean? He's, he's trying to break he's up. He's changed, Danny. He's changed, dude. Yeah, yeah. he's you know. playing. He's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's, I know, if, right? I, if we give Danny too much of a voice, he's going to take over and become the new Paris, and he can't let that happen. No, yeah. he can't. Yeah. Uh, of course, topic of the show, as you saw in the headline of the thumbnail, of course, is going to be Halo Infinite talking about that flight. But before we get there, because I should call out, of course, I don't usually host the kind of funny games cast. Uh, Tim Geddes not bitten the eye by a snake this time, bitten the arm, and he thinks he's going to be able to shake it off and be here about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit more into the show. So he's going to uh, show up to join us and talk about Halo. So before then, I thought we'd start with some apps. Not apps on your phone, Andy. No appetizer questions. We got oh, for Patreon.com slash oh. <laughs> kind of funny games. Uh, Please, don't worry about it. Uh, Danny, you're talking about Fantasy Star Online. You're talking about, obviously, the fact that you've been not only creating content for a long time, but you've been playing games for a long time like me. So I want to start with Jake Bakes Cakes over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Jake wrote in and said, what was your most anticipated game of all time? Conversely, what is the biggest disappointment? Of course, we're going to go around the horn with this one, but I do want to start with you, Danny. When you th- clear the mind and hear what was your most anticipated game of all time, what pops up? I think it has to be Halo 2, man. Yeah? Yeah, because I have a funny story about that. So I used to live in Miami, uh, and I heard that they had the Halo 2 retail game available at Walmart. So I called at the store and I said, hey, uh, you guys have Halo ready? Like, I would love to go there at midnight. They're like, yeah, sure. It was a guy that doesn't speak English that well. So he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Come, come here. So I go over there with my brother. We showed up like around 11 p.m. And I was like, oh, man, we're going to play Halo two weeks before everybody else. Man, we got to keep this on the low and everything. So the guy goes back and he brings this cart with a big box, open it up. He goes, here, Halo 2, it was actually Shrek 2, the movie DVD. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> and I'm like, no, no. I looked, I looked at my brother and I was like, yeah, let's not say anything to anyone. Let's just go back home and just wait for the official Did you, official did you take game. some Shrek 2, though? Yeah, did you buy Shrek? Movie. No, no, I didn't. I was so pissed. Oh, so pissed. It was a good movie, but I, I was I could not. get, I could see. I mean, it's the sequel for a big green guy. I, I could totally understand the, yeah. the confusion. Right it there. makes sense when yeah. you think about it that way, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. No, but, but we actually, I went to the launch for Halo 2 um, at the, uh, I think it was like Electronics Boutique back in the days. Yep. And yeah, we were there for three hours just playing football, playing ball, everything. We were just waiting for, for the store to open up. We had a big, big crew there, man. It was awesome. A lot of fun. Playing People playing dominoes. It was, it was sick. Do you miss yeah. that? Do you miss that kind of fervor? Because, uh, you know, my stories I'll get to in a second, but like midnight launches and waiting in line and all these things that are annoying but then also kind of the experience right where now it's just like oh do you even pre-order you just start the download whenever and then you play it whenever you get to it i i do miss it man especially the past year you know staying home i, I sure. miss seeing people i miss i'm missing friends especially going to like conferences and and yeah going to those stores this was like there was like iconic moments man just being at the store at, for not only for halo but other games like uh i remember uh, for halo 3 for uh, gears of war 
I did that mm-hmm. for for even for Dreamcast back then. It was awesome. And yeah, a lot of people never experience that nowadays. You know, they just Amazon just drops up at the at the door. It's it's different nowadays, man. You know, so yeah. There's something special to that. I felt for, you know, I think, again, it's, you know, because I'm old. Uh, but, like, I remember, you know, growing up in the video game magazine being the lifeline to this world that I was so connected to, that I felt so passionate about. And then those rare occasions that were the PS2 launch, that, that were getting in line for the Wii or whatever, like, the this rare occasion at the time for somebody who was in, you know, the Midwest who never thought of a, that there was going to be a PAX or that a Comic-Con would ever have a real video game presence to it. That was the time to actually sit there and talk in person to somebody who actually liked and cared about the stuff I cared about to that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. I, I wish I wish we could see that more in the future. I mean, right now, you know, everything's going on. It's, it's good to just stay home. But, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully everyone. Yeah, ho- hopefully that that will change in the future, man. Because like, I, I just love meeting people. And actually, that's how I got the word out about my show back then. I was just I will go to these launch events locally in Miami and just meet people in person. And and I, I really miss that. Pass out your mixtapes. Yeah, actually, I submit so much what it is. Yeah, in, in high school, I just sold that a lot. I made a lot of money actually. With it. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. That's was the fun. one thing I, I, I mean, there's many things I love about you, Danny. But the one thing yeah. I love more than anything is when on your Twitter you do stuff where you'll celebrate some anniversary, you'll put up some old photos, and you talk about how long you've been doing all this. And it's that thing where you hustle as hard now as you did then, at least from what my perspective, right? Where I see you all the time, busting your ass now to make connections, have on guests, do the next thing, you know, make the next move. But then you see these things where you're talking about, yeah, I can totally see you walking around a Miami launch event for a video game saying like, hey, I got a podcast, yeah. by the way. No, but you know what it is, Greg? I think it's good to show that to people, my guy. People forget, man. People forget. Sure. So that's why I always bring up, hey, today's, like the other day was the 30th anniversary of Streets of Rage. That game to me is like, Part one and two is like one of my favorite games ever, man. So it's good to talk about history, man. You know, mm-hmm. everybody just talk about now. But I think the, the stuff that we went through back then, this is why we, we know so much about games and appreciate the stuff that we went through back then. Like playing games like Ninja Gaiden with no saves, uh, <laughs> you know, like it's, it was really, really hard. But it, it made us a better gamer because we experienced that. You know what I'm saying? So 100%. but it's good, to, it's, it's good to talk about history, man. Really, really good. Andy, tell oh. me some of your history. What's your most anticipated game of all time? I mean, Danny took mine. It was Halo 2 because that yep. was I think that was the first game that my brother and I were both like my brother picking me up from school, going to Best Buy, having that pre-order, waiting there outside of the Best Buy. Like it was a big event, especially with how addicted we were to Halo 1. Um, I think back before that and, you know, we were excited to go pick up the the killer instinct game when it was coming out because that game looks wild um but I, I gotta say it's probably halo 2 or mass effect 3 okay either one of those i think um just the the sort of hype and lead up to it possibly even mass effect 3 with just knowing what i experienced in part two and how that immediately became one of my favorite games of all time how is this going to end up what are, what's going to happen to these characters what's going to happen to these saves because you know, so-and-so died in my playthrough. Shit, that sucks. Like, I wonder if there's going to be anything to do with that character. I, I think Mass Effect is just such a, one of those perfect games to kind of wonder what's next. Um, so I'd go with Halo 2 and Mass Effect 3 for a lot of the same reasons that Danny mentioned. Um, but to go with the midnight releases, oh my gosh, dude. Like, that, it was just so fun to do that. And we didn't necessarily do that during the Halo 2 days, but during the Halo Reach days, ODST, 
um, whatever COD was coming out, whatever ma- new Madden game was coming out, Halo Four, uh, Halo Three, and Halo, Halo Four. Three. Halo those were the games one. that, like, that, by that point, my friends and I were all meeting up at the Best Buy near La- or, or at the GameStop near La Plaza Mall or the Game Spot GameStop near over here, or whatever. And we'd all hang out there, and it'd be. And you'd see another person that you saw at the last midnight review, like, oh, what's up, dude? Here's it. Like, it was just such a cool communal event. Uh, and it'd be hot as shit, like at 11 p.m. in the valley. Uh, but it was dope, man. Yeah, I definitely miss those days. And you sort of take that shit for granted because, of course, we love the convenience of getting the game immediately. But th- that communal sort of vibe just isn't quite there anymore. Sure. Blessing, what comes to mind for you for most anticipated game of all time? I think mine, I've talked about this game a lot, especially recently, but mine would have been GTA 5. And I think I maybe told the story recently of playing GTA San Andreas, being so into that game uh, and having that game be the game where I was like, shit, man, this is this is open world video games to me. Like, this is the most open game I've ever played. Like, it has different cities, different environments, different all this stuff. Uh, Loving the characters in it, loving the story in it. And you know, as a kid being like, man, the one thing or the two things I wish this game would have uh, would be like better graphics and less less glitches and then online multiplayer. And then GTA 5 was announced and that was the game where I was like, oh shit, we're going back to San Andreas where they're adding in multiplayer, they're adding all, all this other stuff. And if you want to talk about midnight releases, I want to say I talked about this a year or so ago on Gamescast. We did, we did a whole topic or maybe it was a question about uh, our midnight release memories. And I told the story about uh how gta 5 came out toward the end of 2013 uh i was in college and uh university of illinois had uh, a GameStop that eventually ended up getting re- replaced by mcdonald's rest in peace and <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> hate to see it sucks and i went to the midnight release for that and that was probably that was probably the last big midnight release for a game that i went to where it was popping off like there was a long ass line uh in the GameStop. i believe they had like game stations set up and sure. i remember running into people at the GameStop. like i think they're playing like street fighter and stuff and i would run into people from at the GameStop who i knew from high school or like people who i knew from church or whatever the thing may be and be like oh like you're here for gta 5 yeah you're here for gta 5 oh yeah let's all let's pick it up um you know that for me is such a memory and and post that i don't think i've for all the midnight releases i can remember that i went to pick up games physically nothing ever matched that like i remember even uh my other my other answer for this would have been metal gear solid 5 and i remember doing the midnight launch for that and fallout 4 because those are both uh 2015 and around that time i had best buy gamers club ultimate i think is what it's called where yeah. you you would get the uh what was it 10 to 20 percent off on a new game yeah. and that is that is what kept me getting physical media uh, as opposed to digital media just they fought a good fight for a long time <laughs> they fought the good fight yeah. and they had me like i would have been i would have been all in on digital way earlier if that deal wasn't there because i was trying to get any sort of deal i could on digital or on uh sure. on video games and so I kept going to uh, I kept going to get physical releases and kept showing up to the quote unquote midnight release, even though it was like 9 p.m. Uh, by the time they're they're actually giving it to me. And it was that thing of showing up to Best Buy for Millia Solid, maybe seven people being in line and it being this thing of, all right, it's time, you know, let's hand out the games and just peace out. And, you know, I never had the same level of 
oh man, this feel like this this has a vibe, like this is a cool environment, like everybody's here, everybody's excited about this one game. Of course, all the seven people that were there at Best Buy for Metal Gear Solid 5 were super excited for Metal Gear Solid 5. And I I can give my whole spiel for why Metal Gear Solid 5 is my other answer for most anticipated. Your most game. disappointed game? No, anticipated. Okay. <laughs> anticipated, anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, trying to say, was, I'm trying to say it did both. I was like, holy no. shit. <laughs> no, I love Metal Gear Solid 5. Sure. That, that's a similar thing of playing uh being so into uh, Metal Gear Solid in the same way that I was into Metal Gear, uh, in, the, in the same way I was into Grand Theft Auto, and coming off of MGS One, Two, Three, and Four, and being so into that story, and Three being my favorite Metal Gear Solid game, and knowing that this is a big boss story, and knowing that it's open world, and seeing all the trailers on the previews, and seeing all the tens in the reviews, I had never been so hyped for something, and so that's definitely up there to you. But in terms of disappointment, my answer would probably be. I don't know if this is my most disappointing one, but it's definitely up there. Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst was oh. one that I was super looking forward to because I love Mirror's Edge. Well, Thank for that Mirror's Edge too. Give me another yeah. Mirror's Edge, and they're like, "All right, was, you, you go." And you guys are like, "Not like this." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was one of those people that was. Uh, it was what twenty four? No, twenty fifteen, I think. And so I was listening. Maybe twenty sixteen. I was listening to like Beyond or no? I guess it was. It would have been like PS Love You. Kind of funny at the, at the time. Uh, and you know, I would hear you guys talk about Mirror's Edge 2 and how like he- people keep asking for Mirror's Edge 2, but like, are you gonna really want Mirror's Edge 2? And I was one of those listeners that I was like, no, I'm telling you, I want Mirror's Edge 2. Mirror's Edge 1, such a good game, one of my favorite games. I have such good memories with it. Mirror's Edge 2 is gonna be a banger, it's gonna be open world, it's everything I want. And I got Mirror's Edge Catalyst, and that shit was not what was up. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a very like mediocre, like the most six out of ten game I could play, where the combat was booty, the exploration was just not as good as it could have been. The uh, like I would accidentally jump off of roofs all the time because the I don't think the open world design was all that. Like, there's so much more that I wanted out of an open world Mirror's Edge game, and they totally fumbled it for me. But I was so in that I still beat the game. I identified about five hours in that I didn't like this game, but I still beat it just because it was <laughs> yeah. Mirror's Edge. And so that that is for sure my answer for a game that I super anticipated but was disappointed by. Do Metal Gear 4 also. Got to throw that in yeah. for most anticipated, where it wasn't even my PS3. It was my roommate at the time, and we were both Metal Gear fans, and that was one of those midnight releases that as soon as we got home, it's like, all right, you got the game? All right, dope. I picked up like five Monster Energy drinks. Let's fucking play Metal Gear Solid 4, dude. What's this old bitch-ass snake doing right now? I'm so excited <laughs> to find out. <laughs> this guy's got a mustache and a little robot. It was just so sick. And then getting those sequences with Raiden and Vamp. Like, oh, yeah, you're so kidding me? Sick. You kidding me? Yeah. Like, that was the thing I about Metal Gear out. Solid 4. No, you're fine. Don't worry. Metal, I think we're talking about characters you don't even know yet, right? So you're fine. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 for me, uh, you know, it was definitely, it's not my most anticipated, but it was anticipated. And it was anticipated both from, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. And also I was working obviously at IGN at that time. So it was that I was anticipating to get to play Metal Gear for the first time ever early, right? It was, it was the first time working at IGN while Metal Gear released. And it was such a shit show of, I. Jeff was reviewing it. I was doing second opinion and I was like, constantly hounding uh konami about when we were getting code when we we're getting code They're like all right we mailed code here's a tracking number great and like you know it's that it's that day where you're not doing anything but refreshing fedex and finally it came up that it had been delivered and i ran up to the ign uh mail room ran in there and it wasn't there and then i was like all right sometimes packages get delivered to this other place in the building went down there it wasn't there and then went back up and then like emailed and then like you know nobody has it nothing's happening i hit up konami like say it's delivered we don't know what's going on and uh, 
I start like I panicking. I eventually call FedEx. They get me through. They're like, yeah, we delivered it to you. And they give me the address. And I'm like, that is not our address. Oh, <laughs> That's not the address God. of IGN. That's not where <laughs> IGN is. And they're like, all right, well, you know, we can have somebody pick it up tomorrow and bring it back to you. I'm like, all right, fine. I hung up. And then I was like, that's not good enough. I went and like this. I know this is so easy now with Google Maps. At the time in 20, 2008, it wasn't as easy. I like reverse referenced the address to find out where the build. And like I was able to Google and find this this weird company that had nothing to do with video games not even it was a somewhat similar address but not there got it called that rang 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 finally got a person and i'm like hey this is a weird one but you got a package it's, it's addressed to you know greg and jeff and he's like yeah i got it it's here or whatever i'm, I'm like how much longer to be there he's like i'm only gonna be here like another 30 minutes ran out of ign got into my car sped out of the parking lot sped down <laughs> the highway you know 101 south leaving ign sir please pull over like it's metal I gear you don't all right sir we will escort you to the- <laughs> but i raced there and i got there in time and got in there and the guy came out he's like here you go man he's like sorry we opened it like you know we weren't paying attention to labels i'm like i don't know if i believe that but okay and he's like that's that's a that's a cool video game isn't it? i'm like we don't know yet but yet you have something highly embargoed that could have been a huge problem for Konami. And then, yeah, race that home and play that. And that'll, I mean, Metal Gear 4. Well, and now for real, close your ears for a second, Barrett. All right. Just close them. Give me, I'll tap my head when I'm done, Barrett. All right. But like getting it home, starting into it, right. And like uh, that first night playing so late into the early morning. The next day, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'll be reasonable when I get home tonight. Play, I'm like, I'll, I'll go to bed around like 11. And it was like, 11 o'clock is when i they, they hit the moment They're like we're going back to shadow moses and i was like the fuck i'm going no. to bed you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> the fuck i'm going to bed all right, that's right. my head barrett's back barrett can come back uh and like that but like my most anticipated game is a lot, very similar to yours danny in terms of the experience which for me it was wrestlemania 2000 on n64 oh that's a classic oh my god well that was the thing man of like you know I, w- I was in high school it was the height of the attitude era and like we were playing yeah, wcw no nwo revenge nonstop, and it was that thing where it was the first time personally and I, granted this isn't like the first time it makes sense because i'm so young but when i had my n64 it was the height of goldeneye it was the height of wcw nw revenge and so yes. like, i was a theater kid which meant you know for dress rehearsals and whatever in the lead up to plays you'd be there for so many hours that i would bring the n64 we'd go to the like the, the school's theater and play there on the giant screen or whatever and so when I, you know, as much as I loved WCW and WO Revenge, I was a WWF kid. And so, like, when they were announced, like, okay, cool, they're no longer with Acclaim. They're going to, this, all the licenses are switching around and they're going to d- t- basically take the engine they already have and make a WWF game. I was like, this is going to be the best game of all time. Yeah. And so, in the run up to it, it was like, obsessing about it dreaming about it writing up my own match cards and like before you could build a pay-per-view just writing out stupid storylines in class and i it, it got to the thing of you know my story of you know discovering what i want to do with my life is in the fourth grade with an issue of game pro calling asking every store every night for a month about death and return of superman and it was the same thing here where so many people just broke street dates because they didn't know any better and i remember for like an entire week leading up to wrestlemania 2000 i was calling stores and be like hey do you have it and they'd be like no we don't have my like, guy right, cool and then you yeah. know here it was a thursday night i called walmart and it was like whatever it was supposed to come out i forget what day if it was if it was if it was going to be friday or if it was going to be monday or tuesday at the time and mm-hmm. i called walmart i'm like yeah do you have wrestlemania 2064 and the guy's like yeah i'm looking at it we got it i'm like you have wrestlemania 2000 and he's like yeah we and I, before he even finished i hung up and again it was into the car 
racing. I have the windows down. I'll never forget this moment. I'm driving to Walmart. I'm not even racing because I feel like I got I got it in the bag. Like I'm, you know, nobody else knows this is my yeah. golden ticket kind of thing. And I'm driving windows down, listening to Weezer or whatever, having a great time. <laughs> having a great time. <laughs> I, I look out the window as I go as I pull up to Walmart to turn into their parking lot. I saw these other kids running down the sidewalk. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And I looked, and one of them was in like a cactus jack shirt. And I was like, oh, oh no. And no. like I ripped in there, parked it illegally, probably <laughs> ran, ran him over. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hit him with a good door. He went, <laughs> I never saw him in the video game aisle, but I got WrestleMania 2000 <laughs> and immediately ran to Poe's house to give him the stuff I had to deliver the next day at school because I was like, I'm not going to class tomorrow. Bye. Hey, but during that time, message boards were the big thing. So that's how we found out when a store was selling the games early. Totally. Was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, I have to mention this. I think the most iconic launch for me back then was the sega dreamcast the whole 9999 yeah. we have never seen anything like that yeah. still to this day so it felt like an event like a a full party event especially in new york city because they uh, i remember at that time sega sponsored the vmas i think it was chris rock hosting and uh sense. yeah yeah and you know they had they had a sega dreamcast there all over new york city Yo, it was it was awesome it was really cool yeah and like you know that's the thing right like they marketed that they marketed that in a way like now obviously everything's marketed but it was yeah. i remember the breakthrough of like that and if i hadn't yeah. been burned by the saturn maybe i would have like given a yeah, opinion, but I was like, never now, again I, sega i do have a question for you do you like no mercy because no mercy was a pretty good game too for oh personally i think no mercy is the better game it was just that yeah. thing of wrestlemania 2000 gets that benefit of being the first in the wwe series so it's like the one that was like oh my god this is so great but no mercy yeah. was way better in terms of features and stuff like that yeah yeah definitely have the cartridges on the first run to race your progress and i kept returning them to games or eb electronics boutique and they're like we don't know what you're talking about i'm like i read it on the internet please give me <laughs> I, I keep losing my progress can you please help me yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's up no, I, was, no, no I was gonna i was gonna ask about the most disappointed game because and, and that's recent it was cyberpunk that to me ah. killed it, it completely killed me man because i was so hype especially the the past uh previous years i will go to e3 and and i see the presentation i'm like oh my god record paris coming out of the the meeting rooms we're really, like super excited you know i even uh interviewed the developers keanu reeves i'm like all right this is it this is i'm in all in and i remember Usually we'll get games early. I'm like, wait a minute, why we haven't gotten the game yet? Like, what's going on? And it's like a, the day before launch. Yep. And I got it like Thursday evening. I was like, wait, this is strange, man. I, this is kind of fishy. And then I started playing the game. The prologue was awesome and everything. Loved the open world. After the prologue, I feel like everything just went downhill. It was buggy. My characters like stuck in certain places. I was underground, also driving. It was. It, it completely hurt me because I I'm, I love CD Projekt Red, love their games from like uh, The Witcher Three. Sure. And they completely destroyed me. Ever since then, I'm like, ah, never again. I'll, I'll I, now I have to be really careful of being hyped for like for games like that, you know. So. And that was the thing, right? Is like I remember leaving those E3 presentations, and I remember saying it on all sorts of, I think at IGN at the time, and then eventually, kind of funny, right? Of just like mm -hmm. if they can deliver on what they're showing, this will be the greatest game of all time. And that was my thing. Is like even I was thinking, even if they missed the mark, it wouldn't be a complete collapse, and the game doesn't work on certain platforms. They sold it on, and it's removed from the PSN. And you know, what I mean, like we're talking way beyond what I thought the worst case scenario for Cyberpunk was. Yeah, and not only that, the media rooms, it felt, it felt like a. Like I was going to like Universal Studios, it felt like an yeah. experience going in there, right? The the yeah. bar, everything, sitting down with a presentation, it just got me so hyped every year, man. And yeah, th that that game completely killed me, man. 
I think especially when we when you think about the development cycle and how Mm -hmm. it was announced seven years prior. So no way would the game not be ready by now because you just kind of do the math and like normally takes about three and a half years, four years, make a video game unless you delay it or whatever. And it had gone through its delays, but you just got to assume, oh, they're just polishing it up. You know, that's probably what it is. Um, It's hard for me to say that it's my most disappointing, but it's also hard to not say that because (laughs) you kind of have to grade on a curve because here's the thing. I played it. I beat it. I played a lot of side missions. I really like the game. Like I played it on PC, so I had the best experience possible and it was a blast and there were incredible moments, character moments. I think that's where the game really shines is when you do talk to these NPCs, even from the smallest of non-important people that you do a couple side missions with to some of the main cast that are sort of your sidekicks throughout the whole way. It's hard for me to say the game was a disappointment because at the end of the day, I still really dug the game. Uh, but again, I had the best situation possible. Sure. I think when you just grade on a curve and say, damn, we really thought it was going to be this other thing, though. We thought it yeah. was going to be something completely different where I as soon as the reports came out of there are three life paths to choose and each life path is about, you know, 30 hours, 25 hours or whatever it was. Um, and obviously that's just mostly the intro levels or whatever. You're still going to end up kind of playing a lot of the main missions anyway, uh, depending on what path you pick. But when that was sort of revealed, it kind of made me realize, oh, this is not going to be this Skyrim level of now bug wise. Yes, very Skyrim level bug wise, <laughs> but it's not it's not going to be this, you know, 300 hour game that you just sort of live in and can completely role play because totally the seams are very visible of that it is a video game. It doesn't quite feel like an open world because it does still feel very linear in a sense. Yeah. Um, And I think you kind of have to grade it on that curve because it's not quite what we thought it was going to be. I would have to put Anthem, though, because I thought Anthem was going to be my destiny. And like I still played that campaign and I thought it was above average to like fine. Like it's I never thought it was a bad game. I th- I had fun with the gunplay and stuff, but I thought that was going to be the new normal. I thought that was going to become sort of my games as a service preferenced game, you know. Sure. Well, you'd always double back to, right? Right. Uh, Talking about uh, Cyberpunk, that's one that's one where I also I'm I'm in the camp of Andy that like, you know, by the time I finished that game, I actually really enjoyed it, but uh that was a game where leading up to it, I was like this is going to be my game of the year. Like this is going to be it's going to come out, come down to probably this in a last of us in a Final Fantasy 7 remake and Cyberpunk out of all of those was the one that I thought was going to run away with it because it was the game that kind of spoke to all my interests when it comes to what I like about playing video games. You know, it's like this big RPG, this huge sci-fi cyberpunk world, talking to all these different characters, going down these these trees and all this stuff. And I remember doing the preview for it in June and being like, "Okay, this open world doesn't seem like it's going to be a mind-blowing open world, but what they're doing with the RPG stuff seems like it's going to be pushing things because they did set up the life paths. They did set up these uh, uh, different ways to tech out your character. They did put out the all the promo that I was talking about. Hey, you can, you can play as a, a tech samurai or a tech ninja, or you can play as this silent assassin, or you can play as this running gunner. And looking into all that stuff, I remember being super hyped and super ready for that game to be the one where... Uh, I would play it once and then uh, uh, reload a new game and then play it again mm-hmm. as an entirely different character. And for me, like the disappointment for Cyberpunk comes in waves because 
one, you know, it didn't seem to have that in the depth that I wanted it, which is super disappointing because I remember finishing the game and being like, all right, can't wait to start this over. And then looking into other people's impressions and being like, no, this doesn't seem as different as I thought it was going to be. Damn, that's a bummer. But then also the um, playing it, playing it and getting all the the bugs that I was getting uh, in the re- re- review period because um, I had the I forget which patch I had, but it was definitely before the 1.0 patch. I remember playing it and being like, "All right, like maybe the patch, the 1.0 patch is going to be the one that fixes all these different bugs." Because uh, the bugs that I was having was even more than uh, for PC, more than the average PC player was having. It's definitely. I definitely had it better than the console players, which is crazy to think about. But, you know, <laughs> for me, when I was playing through on PC, I remember uh, for half the kills I would get in the game, the guns would float above the the dead bodies and I would loot them out of Were the air. Were you the one where, like, everybody was holding dildos? Not everybody, but there was yeah. a higher than average amount of dildos. That wasn't that was the thing that they put in the update. They were like, "Yeah, we're fixing the dildo situation." There's a very high number of dildos falling out of, of NPCs after you're, you're taking them out, and so we're gonna turn that slider down. But it was yeah. just a bunch of stuff where it's like, "Wow, you guys didn't have this prepared." And even in the review period, I was like, "Certainly, certainly, this huge ass 1.0 patch that's supposed to be like 30 gigs or whatever it was is gonna fix so many of these issues." And to still get that final release and it being still that buggy was a thing that blew my mind to the point where I probably would put it as one of the more disappointing uh, games that I was looking forward to so much, but still in the place where my personal experience with it was still fun, but just not my number one game of the year, game of the generation level game that I was expecting expecting it to be. Can yeah, I? not an absolute, not an absolute all-timer, you know? And no, like yeah. you mentioning the dildos being replaced, I had that moment where there's that, it's spoiled in the trailers, but a character dies early on and mm-hmm. is going to pull a microchip from his head to give it to you. And the microchip prop was replaced with a pistol prop. So he pulls out a gun out of his head and like it's the gun is just like, <laughs> and I was like, no, like this is such a fucking great moment. And great it's beautiful guy. and it's heartbreaking. And it's so obviously the the game is stunning in so many yeah. different ways when like characters are that game is when good. characters are like walking around and they walk up right to you and look at you in the eyes like god damn this feels so surreal because it into, looks amazing getting to a dialogue sequence and having characters walk around and like be doing other shit while talking to you that's the thing that i talked about during the review that i was super impressed by like there's one encounter in that game where you go to somebody's office and you're having this confrontation with them about a different character that you're trying to find and as you're talking to them you're going through the trees and he's walking around he looks in his desk he goes over to the side opens this drawer as you're talking to him and then you hit a certain point in the dialogue and he takes out a gun out of that drawer and starts shooting you and i remember i remember going through that and going damn that's really cool like i wish more rpgs would do that like this is this is where this game shines and the fact that it had it had those moments but then in moments where it things that should have been a breeze in that game in a game like that of that scope of that budget it faltered on those is the thing that brought it down immensely uh, I just want to throw throw out two things here, Greggy, because y'all were talking about midnight releases. I think the only ever midnight release I've ever gone to GameStop for was Batman Arkham Knight, uh, which I would probably put under like one of my most anticipated games ever, just because of like the high of Asylum and City and like you know like uh, WB Montreal doing Origins, but then Rock City was coming back for Night and all this stuff. Sure. The Batmobile, uh, yeah, the Batmobile, and you know the. They probably announced that game a, a little too early with like the where they ended up delaying it and all this stuff, but like we where we finally got it, like that was super hype. And then most disappointed game is Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. 
that was a very that was a very heartbreaking release. Mm-hmm. Understandable. I definitely feel that. Just understandable. Throw those out there. Oh, actually, you know what? I want to throw Mortal Kombat 10 in there too. It was a game I was super hyped for. Uh, Mortal Kombat 9 was such like I like leading up to that in the previous entries in the mortal kombat series i wouldn't have expected mortal kombat 9 to be as good as it was but that game was excellent and like the previous mortal kombat game aside from mortal kombat versus dc would have been mortal kombat armageddon and that run of ps2 mortal kombat games even don't, don't sleep on don't sleep on mortal kombat versus dc all right i i gotta sleep on it greg uh <laughs> can you fucking believe i reviewed that for ign did you really? Stop and think about that. <laughs> think about how much I don't know about fighting games, and we were in the moment of like we review everything, and it doesn't matter if it's your genre or not. Greg Miller reviewed a fighting game. What the hell did I? I, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you you had half it unlock, half it was DC, and so oh, I know my DC stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did they send you the painting, the special painting of that of that game? Because they sent uh, me that. That was a long time ago. But I think yeah, I, still I, know, I, know, I, I remember <laughs> applauding it when they revealed it. When it was yeah. a, it was that Vegas reveal event they had yeah. when they did all the other Midway games. Well, yeah, I, that, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one more. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, let's, I was gonna say quickly the, that run of PS2 yeah. Mortal Kombat games, right? Like I personally like them and have a connection to them because of nostalgia and all this other stuff, but aren't like objectively good fighting fighting games or objectively good Mortal Kombat games compared to the best of Mortal Kombat. And so by the time we got to nine, you know, I think. Uh, there was there were like the hopes and dreams of this is going to be excellent, but actually getting it and actually it being excellent was one mm-hmm. dope. But then that then fed into the hype for Mortal Kombat 10 for me, where I was like, this shit is about to be next level. It's on the PS4. You're gonna have new characters. This dude named Takita, uh, 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 I can't remember his last name, but Takita, who has this relation to Scorpion, he seems like such a cool character, and I remember being so into it. And so shout out to that one. Yeah, this is old school right here. This is especially for you, Greg. So I remember going to Blockbuster to rent a game, and uh-huh. they had the Superman 64. And I was so, so excited for that game. I'm like, oh, man, mm-hmm. yo, if this is like Zelda and Mario 64, oh, man, this is going to take it to the next level. So I, I remember it renting nice. it. And I, I know. And I saw the, the graphics in the box. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is going to be good. And I played it. Oh, man, it probably lasted like maybe five, ten minutes. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. This is just terrible, terrible, terrible game. Yeah. No, I mean, for my biggest disappointment in my life, it's Superman 64 in video games. Where oh. I, you understand I own it. I owned an N64 because of Superman 64. And that was a big deal. That was like crossing a picket line because I was a Sega <laughs> kid. And so I was like, my first, I, I saw that in a Wizard magazine years before they actually released it. And I was like, guess I'm buying an N64. And so when it finally came around and I, I, I had it pre-ordered, Walked into that EB, got it, went home. I was wearing my Superman shirt, went home. It was a summer, a hot summer day, popped it in. Or maybe it was like beginning of May. I was out of school for sure, popped it in. And I remember playing it. And it was it's very akin to Blessing Story. I, mean, I remember going, it was hours of gameplay before I could finally be like, this sucks. Like, this is yes. bad. Like, this isn't even, this isn't just disappointing. Like, this is a bad game. Like, how can the game I'm excited for based on Superman, based on the animated series, which was dope as hell, be this bad? What about the EA version that came out years after that? Superman that Returns? The, yeah, of course. Did you like that one? You like no, that one? No, of course not. No. no I like that one either. <laughs> People always talk about like the Superman curse and how bad games are. I will give Superman Shadow of, of Apocalypse a shout out. It was another animated series game. By no means a banger, by no means a must play, but it wasn't atrocious like Superman 64 was, like Superman Returns pretty much was. Like it was, you know, that was just a weird one of like the city has a health bar and you're flying around. Brandon Roth gave the voice or whatever, but all the same, I digress. What I want to know from you, Andy, from you, Danny, blessing you shut your face, is if Halo Infinite is going to be one of your most anticipated games or one of your biggest disappointments. But before then, 
Let me remind you, everybody, about patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Remember, you can be on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames right now watching us record the show live, just like Joshy G is, Madeline Stanley is, and Matthew Lewis is. Of course, you could write in to be part of the show, just like Jake Bakes Cakes did, and you could get the show with the post-show we do. And most importantly, for right now, you could go there to get each and every episode of Kinda Funny Games cast for no god I, it's so andy you can see it you can see me fighting against the games daily stuff i say i start I, screwing I, it up i see it it's, it's hard to watch honestly oh, it man. really a, is a former yeah, great yeah. <laughs> i'm just Washed yeah up. i'm i'm seeing tim duncan in his final year getting blocked at the rim and i'm just like oh man it's just this is over it's it what i'm trying to say jackasses is that you didn't go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get the show ad free so here are the sponsors this show is brought to you by purple mattress doesn't it seem like the world's against us from getting a good night's sleep this time of year heat waves noisy neighbors california earthquakes stress so much is working against us but when you have a purple mattress you can sleep cool and comfortable no matter what the world throws at you that's because only purple mattresses have the grid its unique ventilated design allows air to flow through to help you sleep cool uh, even when it feels like it's a thousand degrees out kind of funny zone joey noel loves her purple mattress she sleeps like a baby and i can tell you firsthand she seems like a very well person try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns financing is available as well purple is comfort reinvented right now you'll get 10 percent off any order of 200 or more go to purple.com slash kind of funny 10 and use promo code kind of funny 10 that's purple.com slash kind of funny 10 promo code kind of funny 10 for 10 percent off any order of 200 or more purple.com slash kind of funny 10 promo code kind of funny 10 terms apply we're also brought to you by fitbod i started going to the gym recently and i can tell you firsthand doing the same workout sucks don't get stuck doing the same workouts making progress toward the future you means overcoming new challenges there's no perfect body that everyone can achieve but what we can do is continually become a better version of ourselves no workout is one size fits all fitbod creates a fitness program that continually adapts to you so you stay challenged with new exercises pacing and intensity based on where you are and where you want to be Tim and his friends have been using Fitbod and they've been over the moon about the results. It's a must-have for tracking your own fitness. No equipment, no worries. Fitbod has bodyweight routines for those looking to get fit at home or on the go. Pick up the pace on your fitness journey with Fitbod today and your future self will thank you. Get 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash kfgames. That's 25% off at fitbod.me slash kfgames. Okay. Now we're back. We're out of that. We're done with that. Danny, you're the guest. I want to know. Well, let's start here. I want to go around with you and Andy, and hopefully Tim gets to join us eventually. But I want to know how much uh, Halo Infinite uh, flighting you played and what your favorite part was. We'll start with you, Danny. I have two stories. One, I was out of town, but I had my Xbox Series S with me because I had the beta with me. So I'm like, you know, I have to play this. So, yeah, I played a lot. Uh, I was very, very hyped about this, man. Um, yeah. I was I, I was worried at first. I'm like, oh, man, is it going to be good? Because we've been talking about it now for like the, the past year. And uh, and I played it here first in, in L.A. And wow, I had a great time. Like, I, look, I play a lot of Apex, especially with Blessing and, and my partner. And we play that all the time. And I felt like I was... I'm back. Like I was, I still have my skills. I had my, my, a lot of my kills and everything. And, uh, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Now, at first I, I found the bots a little bit too easy. Mm. Uh, but then once they added the Spartans, that's it. That's when everything was like, okay, now this is more challenging, but now I'm used to that now. 
and I want more of a challenge after that. So we'll see what what, what type of changes they're gonna make three for three. But the gameplay is good, uh, controls is good. I, I just love how well it's like the sliding now uh, mm-hmm. in the game compared to the to like other games and everything, right? And uh, yeah, I'm 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 having a I had a blast with it. I, I can't wait to play this once it comes out. And I'm happy that this is going to be free because there's a there's gonna be a lot of new people that have never played Halo. And this is going to be the first time playing it, you know? So, Andy, I want your top-level thoughts as well, but I also want you to explain this. Uh, of course, Danny's talking about the Spartans, about the bots. What exactly was uh, the beta this weekend? The beta was called a technical preview, not a beta, Greg. Trust me. The amount of times that YouTube commenters posted on my videos saying, this isn't a beta. I'm like, okay, well, YouTubers don't... Viewers don't know what the hell a technical preview is. They know what the word beta means, right? Uh, and so they were very clear about that. What they did was 343 let you play against bots for a couple days or whatever. And they were just bots that you were shitting on nonstop. You and your friends could team up. Um, but it's, but not only could you team up, you could still customize your Spartan in a way. You could kind of buy a battle pass with the fake money that they give you to kind of test out that system as well. So you, not only could you buy the battle pass, but you could level up and um, change what challenges the your daily was, whether it was get five headshots or get 20, whatever the hell. Um, you could sort of do all of that stuff. So they're kind of giving you a pretty broad view of what this technical preview was. Okay. Um, you could change your armor, your color, make your Spartan you, you know, make it sure. uniquely yours. Um, and there's a lot of really cool customization that I just I was so jazzed about that you couldn't fully upgrade yet. But um, you're playing a bunch of bots and then 343 released an update saying we're going to let you play against tougher bots. The ODST bots are on the way. So it's a they just call the ODST bots. They're a bit tougher uh, and they they were and it was a lot more fun. And the grenade placement of these goddamn bots was goddamn. It was Joe Montana like Greg. They were throwing because from, uh, from downtown, <laughs> dude, Danny, it's so it's so funny because yeah. obviously I haven't been playing a whole lot of Halo recently. I played a decent amount of five when it came out every once in a blue moon. I'll pop into the Master Chief collection, but you kind of forget the rhythm of Halo. You kind of forget the feel of what you're supposed to do. And it is constantly throw a grenade in a place where you think the bad guy is going to be and then just start shooting the bad guy. And these damn bots are playing in ways. The, uh, Greg, they teach the bots to do the the very apex thing that Bless is aware of, of the crouching and shooting and strafing. The mm-hmm. bots are performing these maneuvers to make it harder for you to hit, yeah. which was really dope. But again, their grenade placement was holy shit. Hall of Fame Impact. level, like first ballot. They're throwing perfect grenades right under your feet. And it was a lot more fun. And then they released a another update where they said, hey, Spartan bots are now available. I didn't see a whole lot of difference between them, uh, between the Spartan bots and the ODST bots. I felt like the difficulties were fairly similar. Um, and then we were just sort of champing at the bit and saying, like, I hear rumors that they're going to do PvP pretty soon. But this flight is only available for another hour, a couple hours or whatever. And in the last two hours, they said, PvP is now live. Go have wow. fun. And what really sucked about it was it just was not enough time. It was, it, oh my gosh, we got I got to play about an hour of it, and I, I completely missed it. I landed, 
and I was ready to play. When I got home, that's when they removed. I'm like, no. Uh, yeah, it, it was, was so bad. It yeah, was wonder- so heartbreaking. Let's, let's welcome to the show. He's Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. It's good to be here, Danny. What's up? Let's What's go. up? We're talking about some Halo. I'm just yes. popping in now. Yes. A little casual Halo talk. Halo Infinite. Let's go. So at the very, yeah. I was telling Greg, Tim, that at the very, very end of this of this flight, that they, uh, it wasn't even at the end actually, because the flight ended around midnight, and then the beta didn't end until 10 a.m. the next morning. Mm-hmm. But they said, "Hey, PvP is live," and here I am thinking it's going to be available for the rest of the flight. No, they put it up for about an hour and a half. And uh, after yeah. every match, we're screaming at Mike, "Start the start the next game, start the next game." He's like, "I'm mashing the button, man! I'm mashing the button." And yeah. then eventually that button could not be mashed anymore. And it was oh, so heartbreaking. Uh, but it was so much fun to play against real people. And we we lost most of our games, but they were so close. And we won one. And it was, oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. And I cannot believe that 343 somehow managed to capture the essence and excitement of the old Halo games in a way that feels just really genuine and real and... I I didn't expect to be kind of really missing it. Like I I knew we were gonna have fun, Tim. I didn't expect to when the beta ended and see that tweet and go, ah fuck. Like I really just wanted to play more Halo and Back it felt to my shit so, life. <laughs> it felt it felt so damn good. Um, I think the improvements to the movement are enormous because newcomers to the Halo franchise, much like Greg was earlier in the year, much like Nick was whenever we played Master Chief Collection. You get in there and you go, God damn, this feels real slow. I'm playing Halo 2 right now. I'm playing Halo 1. I'm used to sprinting and sliding in Apex and Call of Duty and all that stuff. I think the improvements of the movement are amazing. It feels good. It's just fast enough. It's not too fast. And uh, the the sound design and the the soundtrack are just so godlike. It's, it's amazing what they've done. I can't wait. I did not expect to think. I didn't expect to be this high on the flight as I am right now. And I, it just, it's just boosted my expectations. Every map they released with, and every new map would have new weapons that you could try out. It was just so much fun, man. And this is the first of many flights. So I think personally, I think it's not going to be every month. So hopefully we'll probably play it sometime, maybe like uh, September, October. Cause they want us to, continue to you know talk about the game and everything yeah they're getting good data they're getting great data as well yeah 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 now now i have to ask tim and also andy how was it for you launching launching it for the first time and seeing the menu and and hearing the music because i I was getting goosebumps left to right man i mean yo that's the thing for me it's just like andy was just talking about how the, the flight was over and he was so bummed like i i am not that type of gamer man i am not this multiplayer guy you guys know i don't even need to explain this like I cannot believe I've never played a multiplayer beta in my life. And here's this test flight. It's not a beta. It's not. It's a test flight. It's like so complicated, (laughs) so much shit going on. And I could not get enough down to the point that I was doing games daily with bless on Monday morning at 10 a.m. And I was up. I showered. I got down here and it was like 9, 10. And I'm like, I'm getting a couple matches in, man. I got emails I got to do, but this is my last chance. And I played every single match I could squeeze into that. And like when it was over and when it finally said like, hey, it's it's just not loading. I was like, no, I need this. And I can't believe that. Like Andy, everything you just said is so true. Like 
they they did it. Three four three did it, and they, they did it with this tiny tiny sliver of what the final game's going to be. Even just the multiplayer suite, like the way that they gave us the one map with the simple bots with a couple weapons and stuff and then over the weekend just kind of introduced here's another map here's another map we're upping the difficulty we're adding the the each level having the different abilities to kind of play with i was just like this is such an incredible experience that i can't believe is free to play i can't believe the crossplay works this seamlessly and more than anything i can't believe that it worked that well there were there were a lot of little issues i had a ton of of problems with settings not saving or anytime i would try to change certain uh uh button prompts it would just straight up crash the game and all that sorry i'm greg miller kind of funny greg miller. greg miller from kind of funny.com mm-hmm. yeah you mentioned yeah, a bunch of different configuration problems, buttons not saving. Yeah, you wonder is why. That, yeah. Is that why you played this like a complete psychopath? Danny, what is your read? If you were shoutcasting this right here, as you see Tim using a controller in one hand and a mouse in the other. Tim, I was going to ask you, that looks uncomfortable as hell. I can't do that. No, look, okay, I guys. can't do that. So I, I need to defend myself for one second, okay? This video right here is a proof of concept. It's the fact that it's allowing us to do it. Obviously, me holding the controller up like this as I play, this video was taken because Gia came downstairs for two seconds, and I was like, oh, shit, you're here? Hey, film this real quick, because I had no one else to show it off. Like, look, the uh, the radar, the whole HUD is, like, on the far ends of the stream, the, the screen. There's no way that this is the right way to play I understand that. That wasn't what this is about. This is about me bitching and complaining for years on this podcast that this is all that I want. Because I'm going to say it. WASD is stupid. It's stupid. Or Aswad or whatever the hell Greg wants to call it. It just, Andy, come on, man. Dude, it just doesn't work as good as an analog stick. No, it's not talking shit about PC games at all. I'm just saying there has to be a better way. I am not saying that that's the best way. What I am saying is, this PlayStation Move controller for yeah. the PS3. God damn it. No. Real when time. Is it end? time, everybody. What's wrong with this? What is wrong with this? You got the mouse, you're aiming how you want to aim. Superior you're... aiming, superior movement. No. You're going to yeah. play. You We've got you are. Cats and dogs are sleeping together. This ain't right. You're going to play Halo on a PC with a Move controller? What the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> I haven't yet, Andy. I haven't yet. Okay, I didn't. I I couldn't find the the USB <laughs> mini <laughs> to charge mini. the thing. <laughs> All right, and also the settings weren't working because it was a tech flight. Okay, but but my thing is, I'm happy. All jokes aside, they, they they want you to play the game how you want to play it, and I love that. The amount of options in the settings was unrivaled i couldn't believe it even what they allowed us to see in this tech preview gives you such a good example of what this game is going to end up being uh when the time comes whenever it actually comes out and the fact that i was playing on xbox a little i was playing on pc a little i was playing on pc with mouse and keyboard a little bit and then my (laughs) controller and mouse for a little bit then just controller like seamless it just worked it just allowed you to do whatever the hell you wanted it didn't matter if i stopped and then playing on my uh, computer monitor and went over to my uh setup with my xbox it just took everything and i was just playing and like that's the promise that xbox has been building for the last couple years and it is now here with halo a halo that feels like we all want it to feel both danny and you andy and me and Greg Miller, this is everything you just said is so true. Playing Halo 1, yes, it was a chore. Yes, it was borderline unplayable for somebody that has never Finally, really played it before. I, man, I don't I, I don't say it often. Tim coming with the hard truths today. Everybody accept them. 
but it is what it is, right? And of course, I'm not talking shit about Combat Evolved. It's one of my oh, favorite games should. of all time. Good. No, but, you know, timing and all that stuff. But where we're at now, this has all of the feel and the memories and the things that I love so much about Halo 1, 2, 3, and Reach. But it does feel modern. Having that sprint, having the, the mantling, just the momentum of movement, the, the, the ways that you could be mobile and run around and grab the different weapons, but they still feel authentically Halo. I could not have been more impressed by what I played. The fact that there's bots, the fact there's bots in Halo that are fun to play against. Like, guess what, guys? I'm not good at this game. It doesn't matter. I felt like a badass playing against those bots because they weren't pushovers, but I was still beating them. And I was like, this is awesome. This is the best thing ever. And cool, give people the options to play these damn games how they want to play them. And you know when I when I had the most fun playing? It was when it was with Andy Cortez and Snowbike Mike. Friends hanging out, playing this damn game, because that's exactly what this is all about. The promise that we got at E3 a couple months ago was that we were going to be taken back to the, the old times of just hanging out with your friends, playing this game. And we did that in the most modern way possible. It wasn't all of us crowded in our mom's uh, like side room with like tiny little TVs with LAN cables and all that shit. No, or split screen. It was us with our own setups, however we wanted to be, communicating with each other, seamlessly playing a game that is modern as hell and fun as hell. And I can't believe they pulled it off. And I, it's the idea for me that it is a... It's the new unified space for Halo to exist. And whenever I open a Master Chief collection and I want to customize my my Spartan, I just don't bother because there's 17 different Halo games or whatever. You know, there's like, you know, there's one, two, three, four. And then I think ODST are available in the in the Master Chief collection and reach. And, reach. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's like, well you're you're going through different playlists you're swapping from different timelines you can fix all that shit if you want you can only play two or three or whatever but i just love the idea that from now on this is the place where halo is going to exist this is the place where my spartan will be that i have just one more daily where i got to do this and if i get that i'll have enough xp to get that color i really really want because that shader is dope as hell and it's sparkly teal with like the dope ass pink on the shoulders that i really want you know all that stuff matters so much to me and it just feels i don't know it just feels like this is going to be the home from now on and i love knowing that not only does it look damn good it plays damn good i i don't know if it was an issue with the settings or not but i set it to the lowest settings possible um and it sure didn't look like it and it performed amazingly i was getting like 120 frames on pc um I don't know, man. There's just so much to be excited about that I wasn't expecting to feel. I think after we watch those trailers at E3 and we're getting super hyped up and we see those, the 343 sort of multiplayer kind of previews that they, they're putting on and it looks really exciting and dope and you get the, the feeling, you get those goosebumps, but I didn't necessarily expect to feel it that way while playing. I thought, I'll play a couple games and get tired of it because it's Halo. Um, and I, I'll go play Apex or Valorant or whatever game I'm I'm playing right now. But damn, like I didn't expect to miss it this much straight up. And everything just felt like it needed to feel. You know what's the scary part? That this game is going to be different in a year a year from now. It's going to be totally different with new modes, new, new levels, new everything. So they're still going to be adding new content all the time. Now, the question I have for you, for you guys is... Being that this is a free game, does it need a, a battle royale or you think it's good to just have the multiplayer and, and 
and a couple maybe new things there, and that's it. Les and I talked about this uh, a little bit on Games Daily or the, earlier this week, but I, I don't think they need it at launch, and uh, mm-hmm. that is Agreed. a sign of character growth for me because mm-hmm. a couple years ago I was very much on the side of like Halo needs Battle Royale, it needs to compete, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The, the industry's changed, and Halo Infinite has changed <laughs> since uh, its announcement many, many years ago to, to where it's at now. Uh, it's soft announcement many years ago of when we didn't even really know what it was. Um, but looking at it, I, I will be shocked if we don't get a Battle Royale mode at some point but i don't expect it immediately and i i do think that there is a higher chance that i ever would have believed of it not being its own separate vertical in the halo universe but instead just being in the same way we think of slayer and we think of big team battle and all the fun game modes like odd job or not odd job um or zone uh, odd, oddball 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 yeah king of the hill and things like that I yeah. see this as kind of like a, a a big team battle equivalent of just a different mode that comes up in your matchmaking that you might play. And you can choose that playlist if you want to go into that. But I think that there it would be an insane missed opportunity for Halo with this gameplay that we just played in Infinite with what the vehicles that we know and love that are going to come in the final version for there not to be a battle royale at some point. But I don't think that it's contingent on the success of this game. And I think if anything, that is down the line. They're nailing the multiplayer suite so far. They just got to nail the campaign battle royales, uh, a later conversation. Dude, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this right now. Like I don't, at this point with how, with how positive I feel like we all are and the internet sort of feels like, I don't really, I didn't see anybody who tried out this thing online feeling bummed out about it, feeling negative about it. It felt like it kind of hit with everybody in a way that I wasn't expecting. And now I'm like, dude, honestly, the campaign can kind of like be whatever at this point. I I didn't expect to feel this way. I thought the campaign needed to hit in a significant way in order to make me excited for Halo at all. But just this weekend... (laughs) this weekend has done it for me like i'll play the campaign and i'll have fun whatever it is going to be and and i'll run through that whatever how many hours but damn like i i don't know i just it kind of caught me off guard with how positive i I feel here's the question i want to ask mainly i'll start with danny but i want andy's impression on it too and then blessing Mm -hmm. on the back end even though you didn't play this uh flighting Danny, you're talking about playing Apex and that you know you're out there, you're shooting, shooting stuff. You're out there, you're protecting the payload. I I know about Apex. Mm-hmm. And uh, over, the question I would have for you is: Do you think Halo Infinite is going to come along and be like the shooter of the fall? Is that going to t- pull you away from the other ones you're playing? Is it going to be able to push people, uh, you know, not even to give a second thought about Call of Duty or Battlefield? Yes, and he, here's why: the reason why I love Apex so much is, I, I, look, I, I suck in Fortnite. I don't know if you guys play that, but I'm terrible in that game. And it's not you fit for right me. in with us. Don't worry. Yeah, Warzone is not for me. That's not. I can't can't play that game. Apex is a game for me. I feel the same way about uh, Halo Infinite. And the thing is, too, it, it feels different playing uh, Halo Infinite and also Apex Legends to me. So, and I agree with Tim. The game doesn't need a battle royale. Maybe in the future, probably they will add that, right? Um, but I'm okay not having it in there. Now, I do would like to see something like. A feature where is more people playing against bots, not just four v four, but like um, imagine multiple teams, right? Uh, similar to uh, like different squads uh, in Apex, right? But now similar there's like also big team battle style or big time, big t- yeah, big team battle, but now with bots in there too. Like I would love to see something like that, man. You know, 
Yeah. Because because even even if let's say you get your your whole kind of funny community right together, you guys play a big team battle, and now it's you guys versus versus the bots. I could see something like that, man. You know, we haven't seen that in in, in any game right now. Back then, I think the first time I experienced something like that was Perfect Dark. That I think that was yeah, the, sure, sure. the first time, right? And uh, and yeah, I felt I felt that playing this. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Andy, same question for you. Like, obviously, you're so entrenched in shooters, whether it be Warzone, whether it be Valorant, whether it be whatever you're getting into, just to try something. Do you see this being like the shooter experience for you this fall? A thousand percent. And I think a lot of that is not only due to the fact that I felt so comfortable and had so much fun, even in losing games. It's just the action was it flowed so well. And I think that nothing's going to take me away from Halo this fall, especially after. I was really looking forward to Battlefield 2048, and I still am. But after experiencing quite a bit of gameplay of Battlefield 4, which I had never really fully done uh, in the modern time, you know, I didn't. Uh, Battlefield was always the type of game that I played the campaigns of. I played like Battlefield 1, and I never experienced Battlefield 4 at launch. But after playing Battlefield 4 over the last like month or whatever, uh, I, it's just. It's not the pacing that I kind of want out of a video game. And okay. I am so excited for Blessing more so to try out Halo Infinite. Because really? I, again, when we talk about the old Halo games, and especially, uh, I had already mentioned this, but when we played Master Chief Collection with Nick, it was this sort of like, wow, so there's no sprint. Oh, wow, man, my jump is like so long. And it just feels like really yeah. slow. And then in the Master Chief Collection, we happened to play a slayer game in halo 4 and nick was like oh this feels great because there's a sprint button because it yep. feels modern it feel it has that modernized fps feel and i am so excited for blessing i i feel i think bless is gonna absolutely dig the shit out of this and we come then to the future class of video games blessing at Oye jr who was too busy playing let me check my notes clue this weekend to play any of the halo stuff uh mm. what is your excitement for halo because you are a shooter person too bless yeah I'm super excited for it. Yeah, I've been ex I've been excited for it since I would say about like E3 ish, seeing all the reactions during the the Microsoft conferences and and kind of f feeling the energy off of watching folks like Michael and Tim and Andy get hype for Paris, getting hype for it and talking about it and kind of having that community feeling around it. Because for me, the the thing that's always kept me away from Halo is the fact that I've never grown up with an Xbox console. Xbox yeah. One was my first Xbox console. And, you know, even even by the time I got one of those, I had missed the boat on the new Halo and Halo Master Collection. Um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to it uh, this fall as an arena shooter. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go into it with no expectations in terms of just... Uh, you know, not trying to bring any baggage into it, not trying to look to get Apex out of it or uh, uh, Call of Duty out of it or get any or any sort of other shooter experience out of it. Like, I'm going into it knowing that it is its own thing. And, you know, it's 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 that fun thing of trying to enter a community that's, al that's already been established, but then already knowing that from watching some of their E3 showcases, they talked about uh some of what they're doing to get in newcomers they talked about uh uh some of the training stuff they're doing so that so that it'll be easy for folks to get in and practice because that's been a huge thing i'd say for shooters recently like you look at games like apex and they have their firing range where you can get in and just shoot, shoot shit overwatch has a very similar thing mm -hmm. i'm super hyped to do that for halo and just get in try out all the different guns feel out, the yeah. game feel. and mm -hmm. even hearing andy talk about some of the ways in which they've modernized it that makes nick scarpino go oh shit i can get my, my get uh, uh a grasp of this 
that stuff makes me excited too. Because watching, I was watching a little bit of the stream that Tim, Andy, and Mike did on Sunday, and watching them play and seeing the grappling hook and seeing the movement of it and seeing all the all the familiar stuff that you expect out of a modern shooter, but then also seeing the the Halo specific energy and halo specific features of it i'm like yeah I'm, I'm ready to try it out like i'm actually really hot for it and i hope i hope it's it's one one of the better shooters of the fall because i feel like this is a pretty com- competitive fall in terms of shooters but then also i hope it's one of the best games of the year because if it is that means that i'm going to be able to play one of the best shooters of the year uh and it's going to be a thing that's brand new to me as a franchise and so i'm really looking forward to it Tim, you know jumping off that what's up andy i was just going to mention that the when we see the grappling hook in action uh, in that first sort of single player campaign mode, immediately I go, oh shit, that's going to be a multiplayer thing. That's going to be dope as hell. We're all going to have grappling hooks. There's There'll be like a cooldown or whatever. And then when I heard it was just going to be an item pickup, I was pretty bummed out about it. I was like, ah, oh, damn, that kind of sucks. But it worked perfectly. Like it, it is, it's exactly what it needed to be. It is the equivalent of picking up an overshield or an invisibility thing or a rocket launcher. It is a rare item that you, it'll spawn and it, whoever gets it, gets it. And the moments that you can create, like, holy shit, man, it was so much fun watching all the crazy plays that people are pulling off on TikTok where they are doing the thing from the trailer where they throw a grenade behind the rocket launcher. The grenade explodes, the rocket launcher explodes from its spawn, flies in the air, and the guy grapples it in midair, brings a rocket launcher and equips it and shoots a dude. It's like this game, this game just has those <laughs> moments, dude. Eddie, yeah. I'm watching these videos on TikTok just like you, and I'm pulling up Linkin Park's crawling on YouTube <laughs> just so I can play it to take me back yeah. to those AMV days. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. No, but uh, I, I love that you said that because honestly, that was literally just the exact same thing I was about to say. There are choices made in Halo Infinite multiplayer that I didn't expect, even from seeing those trailers and getting so hyped from it. And the grapple hook thing is exactly it. This game, playing it this weekend, made me realize something that I hadn't before. And again, this might sound silly for me to say because I am not the shooter guy necessarily. I've always had fun playing Halo. I played with my friends that were all way better than me. But I understood it. I just wasn't good at it. So what was fun there for me is looking at it this weekend and realizing it's everything I love about that game Killer Queen. That the oh. arcade game that I've been talking about for mm, years at this ever. point, that's now on Switch and, and on other things where it's just so fun because you're with a group of people. And that, for those that don't know, it's this 2D game, one screen, and it's uh, 4v4, 5v5, depending on how you're playing it. But there are multiple ways to achieve victory. And the idea is you're either this little grunt guy that can run around and you're like faster than other people, um, but you can't really attack anybody. Or you get an upgrade, you can shoot people and kill them, but you can't pick up things. Or you're the queen, and you can attack and fuck people up, you're super mobile, but, yeah, thank you, thank you very much, Barrett. Um, But if you die... that broke the studio. Yeah, exactly. If you die three times as the queen, you're, you you lose. The whole team loses. If this dumb snail creeps its way to the end, you lose. Or if you get a bunch of these dumb berries and get them back to your base... You, you win or lose depending on what team you're on. Mm-hmm. Halo has that same mechanic built into it with the power weapons. You can run around with the weapons that you just spawn with, and you're kind of just the guy that's just running defense, like kind of causing shit, running amok. Or you can go for the sniper 
and set up and you're going to become a target, but you're about to wreck shop for a long time. But now with the addition of these abilities being these limited use things, that becomes a new target where you can either go for the grab hammer, which is like this epic weapon that you're about to rack up a ton of kills if you get it, or you can go for the grapple hook and you only get a couple shots. There's cooldown with it and you're limited to how many times you can use it, but it is a choice you're making that you're doing that instead of going after the people you just saw or going for one of the other power weapons. And I love that in an arena-based game, at least so far from what we've played uh, of these three maps, there's so much choice in your play style that you're kind of committing to a lane that you're to, to hey andy pokemon unite you know what i'm talking about yeah. uh but you're committing to this kind of like type of character that is a, a role that you're playing within your team almost right so while you and mike were running out there doing all this crazy shit i'm just kind of running around with the ar and pistol like doing my best to just kind of like distract and like kill as many people as i can without dying but it's like i think that that's the magic of halo that isn't necessarily there with a lot of the other games that really kind of are all about time to kill and getting out there and mowing as many people down as you possibly can there's just like a different level of i don't even want to call it strategy it's just more like gameplay option that you can kind of play this game how you want to and it's incentivized but you need to make sure you're playing with your team and that you're not overdoing it because there's only one sniper you can't, like, whether the other team gets it or your team gets it, only one of you has it. Yeah. And I think that that's a really, really, really cool thing that is, as far as I have played, and again, I'm not a shooter guy, it's pretty uniquely a Halo experience. Correct, yeah. You're, you're, that, yeah, it, go ahead. I guess you could do that in a lot of older games, right? But, like, in Call of Duty, you have your loadouts. In Apex, you, uh, obviously, it's a, it's a BR, but, you know, depending on what, you're usually able to choose your weapons as opposed to, I need to go to that spot to get that special power weapon. And if I'm not there, if they take it first, this could get out of hand because they could quickly kind of get on a roll here. So you need to kind of control those power weapons. And I, I kind of forgot that sort of rhythm of, of the way a Halo game actually plays out, which is why when a game ends, you see all your stats, your accuracy, which I love. I love that it shows you like, you're hit, you hit 48% of your shots or whatever. You had this many kills, this many assists. But it also shows you power weapon kills because that's, again, for somebody who Halo. loved Halo my whole life and didn't play a whole lot of five, but played enough, you know, I kind of forgot, like, damn, power weapons are so key in this game. Yeah, you know, the part that I think we also forgot to talk about is having the original commentary in the game. So hearing that double kill, triple kill, oh my God. It, 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 first of all, it reminded me a lot of the old school Halo. But also, it got me super hype, and I'm like, "All right, I'm doing pretty good, man." Look, Tim, I'm not a pro shooter; like, I, I'm I'm good. You know, I can defend myself. Right? But hearing the hearing that th while during a match, it felt like, "Oh man, I'm getting better and better," and, and Amen, it hyped me man. up even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus the AIs, right? I think that I think you're you're touching on something really important here, Danny. Where mm -hmm. in in a world that I think uh, oftentimes either relies too much on nostalgia where you're watching a movie trailer and they're just playing the movie theme of the old thing. And it's just like, okay, cool. That's all you really have here. Or it doesn't rely enough. Like things like space jam legacy or a new legacy or uh, the mortal Kombat movie that came out this year. That's like, why aren't you using the songs guys? Like, this is what we need. Halo infinite seems to be kind of doing the perfect thing, which is like, yo, we know that we have something special with the announcer and with the music and with all the, uh, the, 
different call outs they do of the triple kill, killtacular, like all that stuff. Like we want the old ones, but we want new ones too. We want the staketacular. We want like all this yeah, yeah. like fun stuff, but adding the AIs as well, like adding the over yonder and like having like the diff you being able to personalize it as well as music kicking in in the multiplayer matches, like Ugh. halfway through the match, like once you're down to the final 10 kills, it's like they this game is being made by people that fucking get Halo. They get what made the old one special. And I don't think it's just a nostalgia thing. I think that it is. This is something that other games are lacking is like this level of hype in every multiplayer match, making it feel like it's a movie. It's a cinematic experience. You are in a war right now and you're fucking feeling it. Like when it's the final, when that music kicks in, if you're ahead, that's giving you that momentum shift. It's some WWE shit. We were just Dude, like, you're, yes, you yes, are so true. unstoppable. unstoppable. <laughs> you're about to use your special, you know, mm -hmm. or you're on the other side, you're losing. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, guys, this is it. We got it. We got to get together. We got to yeah. come back. And like, oh, I fucking love yeah. it. Yeah. You, you know, why? Uh, I remember when Halo 2 came out and I was asking everybody the same question. Okay, what are you going to do first? Are you going to play the multiplayer? Or are you going to play the campaign? Every year we're asked that question right now that halo infinite is coming out and we played we got a sneak peek of the multiplayer do you see yourself playing the multiplayer first or you're curious enough to start the campaign first for you guys campaign. it's it's so funny danny because early on it was all about the campaign and then as halo went on when, when even when shit i think when like reach came out and odst came out and four came out um maybe even possibly three a lot of those were times that my friends and i were all getting back to somebody's house so we would immediately boot up the multiplayer mm -hmm. um because by that point i don't know why i had just kind of like i don't need to play the story right now this is not mission critical for me i am this is not like i'm not kind of going you know twitter silent because i don't want to see game of thrones spoilers this wasn't that for me it was just I just want to get into some matches with with my friends because we've been looking forward to the new version of Halo because that new map looked cool and that one game uh, game informer preview or whatever. For the new one, it depends on what how the servers are functioning. Because <laughs> 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 like true. with any true. modern game, there's always server issues and you're probably going to have trouble getting in. But damn, like I'm still really looking forward to the campaign and I want to. I want to experience it and see what it's all about because it's, it just feels like sort of a new stepping off point, you know? Yeah, totally agree with you. I, and I think, I, I honestly, I think I will go with the campaign because I just see myself playing multiplayer nonstop for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, but even even last, uh, when the first day it came out, the the flight, right? Like uh, I tried to download it and I couldn't download it until the next day. It was, it, it was just like the servers was being slammed. It was getting slammed. So, uh, but... Yeah, I think I'm gonna try out the campaign first. Well, what do you, Tim? I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a campaign guy for sure. I mean, honestly, yeah. the the thing that complicates it the most for me is the most first world problem of all time, which is like the content creator thing, where it's just like, if it was up to me, we wouldn't get this game early, and we'd get a squad of four, and once this game came out, we would start playing, and we wouldn't stop until we beat this motherfucker, right? Like that is the Halo experience. I did that with two. I did that with three. I did that with Reach. It's like, come on, you know what I mean? But uh, I don't think that that's necessarily gonna be as possible this time so uh despite that though campaign is what i what i am interested in first and foremost but yeah. I, I think that's more because that's the thing that 
is that topical conversation at the time. And like, honestly, that is the thing that is going to differentiate this between being like the best game Halo game of all time. And, uh, oh man, that's the best Halo multiplayer of all time. But the campaign was kind of eh. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm very excited to see people like like Blessing and 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 also Greg for them playing it for the first time. You know, like I, I can't wait. I can't wait yeah. to hear their thoughts and everything, man. Before yeah. we move on too far, I wanted to ask this a while back, uh, but we had so much good things to say that we kept going. What are the things you don't like about what we experienced this weekend? Because uh, mm-hmm. I have very very few. The the quick ones I want to say are I don't like how the radar works. And that might just be, uh, I'm afraid of change and I like how it used to be, but I like how it used to be that if you're moving at all, you show up on the radar and you have to crouch walk to like be hidden. And, and now it's up. like, if you're sprinting, you show up, but otherwise you're, you're hidden. And I'm like, ah, that just, that seems a little too fast for what halo quote unquote should be. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a good point. Cause the sprinting is like barely faster than the standard running speed yeah for me i think the the bots i just i don't know people say it was difficult to sparns i just didn't find it difficult at all i wanted i wanted more of a challenge for me no thank you sir no no (laughs) tim does not agree that is not really i I, I mean look look look, like when we played me andy and mike were playing as they updated the spartans and there was clearly something wrong because i had my best game against the spartans as opposed to the uh odst odst and i'm like yeah there's something wrong there i don't trust it they got harder as we we kept playing but um i i like the bots and and look obviously I'm, i'm joking around to an extent where it's like i love that there are different levels and it reminds me a lot, I was saying this to Bless, I think, on Games Daily, but it reminds me of Smash Brothers, where I play that game, I've played that game iterations of it for decades of my life with my friends, and we play it competitively. I probably play that game competitively more than any other game. Having said that, I play that game mostly against bots and mostly against the different levels of Smash Brothers characters, and I like that a level 7, 8, and 9 AI in Smash mean different things that Smash players understand. If you're practicing different things, you use different levels and this halo really kind of showed me like, Oh, they, they get that. And they know that. And the ODST and Spartans acted differently enough with clear like paths of how they do things. And it's like, Oh, they're incentivizing you to use different levels to practice different elements of this game. And I think that that's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you. When it comes to things I didn't like, I mean, it's it's small stuff that I think just takes getting used to because we are so accustomed to what Halo looks and feels like. I think that it is a little too tough to find some of those items, like the grappling hook, like the... Um, I, I just feel like whenever you see the, the sniper in the middle area uh, of that first map or the overshield on the bottom of recharge or whatever the hell that like those those are very much very obvious here is an item i am an item come pick me up the grapple hook is a little bit tougher to find you can hit the z button when you're playing keyboard mouse and that'll scan around you and kind of do this you know uh, environmental scan to show you where the different things are yeah uh and that i never quite got used to that mechanic and that just maybe it needs to become habitual or whatever but um i'd say that i'd say um I I I really wish you didn't get unzoomed when you are shooting long range, mm-hmm. and that's such a uniquely Halo thing. Because in other games, when you are sniping or you are zooming in, when you get shot, you stayed zoomed in. 
but it, it's always been a halo thing to like when I'm zooming in, if I get shot, it takes me out of my zoom. And I just, I feel like that's one thing that we can modernize and bring up to sort of a current standard of what happens in video games when you are zooming in. So that I found that kind of annoying because I did want to be zooming in with my BR and I'm getting shot at. So I keep getting unzoomed and resumed or whatever. Um, man, aside from that, there wasn't a whole lot that I really, aside from the bugs, like those are just stuff that they're just going to fix because this is very early. But um, one, the one other thing that I had uh, in addition to the radar was just how the battle pass progression worked. I love the idea of the challenges and I love the idea of how much they're throwing at you. And like, they're really just incentivizing you playing this game and having fun. But the way that you only got level up experience, if you did a challenge as opposed to just playing or killing or like doing well in the game, I thought was a little bit weird. And I, I kind of feel like they're going to change and maybe I'm just super off on this. Cause this isn't the normal type of game I play, but I think it's weird that like just playing a match doesn't necessarily boost your experience at all you know like i kind of feel like like if you have a really good game if you didn't do any of the challenges you don't get any experience that's kind of weird i see i see what you're saying Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of interesting it's got to be sort of challenge based where you are getting you know five rocket kills or you know two melee kills or or, you know behind the back assassinations or whatever yeah and it's a simple fix i think too because at least from how i experienced this like uh you do get experience for every match you play for the most part it was like there's always like uh you know one out of three matches gets you some type of experience or whatever so three matches will get you x amount of experience points but i feel like just kills should get you even if it's just a small amount small number just to get that bar moving it would just feel better because like there was a couple matches i'm like really i didn't get shit from that like that kind of sucks yeah i didn't level up what the hell yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do, do you think we're going to be able to level up against playing bots um, when the game comes out? Well, sure, why not? I think uh-huh. it should. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I mean, I'm hoping so. I just, I, I hope that that's not something that they decide to to no longer do. Um, I think, think you'll be able to because I think that this game, at least how it's presenting itself so far, is I think they made a really good, strong statement that it's not like Halo leveling used to be. This isn't 1 to 50 where you have to play ranked and you have to be better than everybody else. It is more kind of incentivizing you playing the way you want to play and having fun and, you know, kind of having a good Halo time. And I think that that isn't necessarily taking away from the highly competitive people. They're going to still have their ranked playlists and still probably get the most out of the game for what they're looking for. But I just think there's so much that this game has to offer. Even just this one weekend, the amount of things they added and the amount of different play styles and fun that was to be had. I I definitely think that they're keeping that in mind. I wanted to just show this clip because this is just one of those cool ass fucking grapple hook moments that I, I had while playing with the squad um i think uh oh you know what it's a little bit past it 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 already passed barrett it's like maybe 15 seconds behind um and it just the movement feels freaking fantastic and when you are in a groove and seeing enemies and locking on and it's you get into that rhythm of shoot, 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 melee. Oh, my God. And it's, it's oh, just, that's, oh, that, my God. That's awesome. It's that's just, awesome. It just feels dope as hell, dude. Like, that momentum. And I didn't, mm-hmm. it, bless you, it works very much like Pathfinder's grappling mm-hmm. hook in Apex. Okay. It's it's the exact sort of same physics where it's not like Widowmaker where you just zip up to that point. It very much is like I could 
I could shoot to that sidewall and kind of do like a wide swing. Yeah, you can uh, kind of snowbike. Spider-Man it a little bit. Yeah, Snow- Snowbike Mike has mentioned seeing players like shoot up at a certain area and sometimes you can swing underneath a level at some like moment. Under, underneath like, like a bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of like do some James so cool. Bond shit. Like it, it's yeah. crazy. Very, Wait, do, very you know, cool. do you know this name of that level that you showed? I recharge recharge so that's the level that i feel like I, I, i've been playing better than the than the first one that they released the first level i was a monster playing that level oh my god <laughs> did you Not play the thought. third map danny no i i no i didn't play the third map oh, okay I only, third, I map, third map was pretty neat bizarre it introduced the rocket launcher it introduced mm-hmm. um the sonar item where you shoot it at a wall and it does this sort of like a Hanzo sonar era where it shows you anybody in that area that's kind of hiding behind walls or whatever. So you can kind of know where the enemy is coming from and get prepared. And that's kind of huge because if you're able to do that and shoot a rocket at a doorway, and if there's people near there, they are going to get hit and you'll likely get a double or triple kill. So each kind of, I think they just laid it out kind of perfectly to introduce a new map that also had new items and weapons to try out. Um, I never got to try out the, the shotgun, unfortunately, on the first map. Yeah, me I neither. Picked, I picked it up after somebody killed me, and then and then I got killed again, and then I lost <laughs> You're it. You're immediately so, down. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Been there many a time. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you gentlemen can talk about Halo Infinite forever, and I feel Infinite. like there's going to be a lot. Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go for the puns. I feel like there's a lot more to come. Obviously, kind of funny. X Cast still coming up this week. They have an X Cast already up about Halo uh, impressions. I'm sure they will have more. Obviously, Tim, I feel like this will be your game for the fall as we lead into the Gamescast oh. and holiday. Can't wait. Yeah. So for now, ladies and gentlemen. Let us say goodbye. Kind of. Remember, if you go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games right now. Well, not right now. If you're right now, you're watching live. So I guess it counts. But right now, when you get this, uh, you can get the post show we are about to do over there. Of course, over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad free. You can get that post show. And you can support us as we continue to make content and kick our microphones around. Uh, of course, if you don't want to give us any bucks, no big deal. You can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week to get a brand spanking new episode of the show uh danny thank you so much for joining us today no thanks thanks for, for an invite and uh yeah i, I definitely want to play with you guys once the, the game comes out man. oh absolutely play. absolutely yeah, yeah i saw yeah. people in the live chat shouting out on patreon saying yeah kind of funny gamer tag crossover for when it happens for sure let's get do, out it. There and do it you know back, uh, th- back then we used to do the 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 battles all the time with different sites so we got to do the podcast versus podcast Let's there it is there it Dude, is yeah, yeah. i want to get like the i want to get like the big team battle sort of oh, four yeah. teams oh, yes. going oh that'll oh. be sick <laughs> uh danny where can people keep up with you uh my t- twitter account godfrey uh, i'm very active over there and also gamer tag radio just search for us on every podcast platform we're out there and yeah subscribe and listen Fantastic. Uh, before we go, Corey Cudney already has done an edit from Kind of Funny Games Daily. I see that uh, Bear oh, Courtney has play it. this for the post show kids exclusive. Oh, well, I'm not. Okay, fine. Then we'll save it <laughs> for the post show kids. Don't worry about it. Then until next time, let me tell you, of course, it's been our pleasure to serve you, but remind you, of course, to get vaccinated. More than 160 million people in the United States have received their first dose of the COVID 19 vaccine. The available vaccines are safe, effective, and life saving. If you are age 12 or older and haven't been vaccinated yet, you can text your zip code to 43. 4- 8829 to find a free vaccine near you. In many locations, no appointment is needed, and you can even get a free ride there with Lyft or Uber and a free ride home. So everybody go get vaccinated, huh? 
What do you say? And a little, and a little less, less important in some ways, but way cooler in others. I want to give a shout out that you might have gave earlier, but I'm doing it again anyways. This Thursday at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. The Blessing Show returns with a 20 minute long special go check it out go support it because i can't wait to watch it myself i i know they've been working on it a long time blessing and roger but i don't really know what it is and i'm excited to watch alongside you guys 9 30 a.m pacific this thursday they were stuck in time inside that atlanta football stadium just working on it day and night <laughs> delaying it yeah crazy oh god <laughs> all right we gotta post you on patreon.com slash kind of funny games but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you